right, good morning again. Glad to have you. Glad to have all those online with us as well today. Love you guys. And uh, we are coming off a, a phenomenal weekend. We had, uh, for those that didn't know, Friday night and Saturday morning yesterday, we had our Freedom Conference, which was incredible. It was awesome. So powerful. And uh, do we have anybody who went through Freedom in here? Anybody? All right, like four of us. All right, but anyway, <laughs> they're all throughout the services. And so we had about 100 uh, or so attendees. And uh, Friday night, Saturday, we also partnered up with Experience Church, which we do. Uh, we host in December. They host in April, Mayish, And so um, and it's through our, our small group curriculum that we do this. And I am telling you, if you have not been through Freedom yet and you've not been through one of those small groups, can I just tell you in our next semester, uh, which kicks back, uh, kicks back in in the 1st of February, to get in a Freedom group. It's absolutely powerful uh, for your life. And so I've always encouraged anybody to, uh, and it's, uh, it's actually mandatory just for our staff and our leaders, man, just to go through it, just because we're just a, per, uh, a believer of what God does through it. And so, but the icing on the cake is the conference. And honestly, the whole semester is preparing you for the conference. And so incredibly proud <clears throat> of so many. Chad Mandy Muncy, who helped direct it, did a phenomenal job, as they always do with things. And our team, and you know, there's even some people, I found this out, just blessed my heart, and it, and, and it just goes to show you the heart of this church, uh, but there's many that served uh, in this conference on Friday and Saturday that actually took time off work, and, uh, and I just want to honor you too, and, and I know there are different ones in different services, but I'm just telling you, we couldn't have pulled this off without every one of you guys, so can we just give a great big hand, church, for everybody who helped serve at Freedom? Powerful. So many lives changed, and so we're thankful for that. Uh, Want to also let you know on your seat on the way in, you've got your Christmas invites. You can always grab more cards in the lobby there around the VIP tent area there, the blue tent, and if you want more. But can I just say, get people to this. This is going to be a powerful time, and I should have said this in first, and I didn't, and so I'll just have to say it next week before. You want to make sure you're here at the beginning, just like, trust me, all right? Trust me, we're doing something we've never done. All right, and it's going to be pretty cool, and you will not want to miss it. And so there's a lot of cool things that are happening in this uh, Christmas services that we've, not, we've never done. And so we're really excited for it, and uh, man, our worship team is working hard on this, I want you to know. But our kids get to sing, everybody, and y'all know anything can happen. Anything can happen when they get up here, you know what I'm saying? And so we're excited for that as well, and it's going to be a phenomenal day. We're going to end those services um, with candlelight and uh, with one of our favorite songs that we man, light our candles with, with each other, with uh, Silent Night. It's always an incredible time to look around the room, and when the lights are down, seeing all the different candles lit, so uh, it'll be a phenomenal time. Also, if you um, have not been familiar with our legacy and what's coming up, why are we talking legacy, and we'll talk to you more about that in, in, in just a minute, but we have these, um, they're at the back of the auditorium on the side by these doors, so if you want to pick one up and you have it, you want to know what legacy is all about, once you know, you can grab one of those, because uh, that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. Look at the person next to you and let them know. So I'm so glad that you got to sit next to me today. Let them know. Yeah, let them know. So, so glad you got to sit next to me. Yeah. And so, uh, so excited for this. And so let's get right into uh, our message. I want to tell you something right before we get into this is that uh, I had message notes printed out. Actually, they were ready to go. They were getting ready to be put in your worship guides last night when I called our staff and our team and said, hey, we're going to go a completely different direction uh, for tomorrow's service. And, uh, and I don't do this a lot, but I really just try to uh, really lean into what the Spirit of God is saying because we are a Spirit-led church. Amen. All right? And so last night at 730, 
I called the staff. I said, we're scrapping everything we're going to do tomorrow. <sighs> you know, and uh, none of them freaked out. It's like, okay, how can we help? Hey, I just was so proud of them. Like, hey, how can we help you? And, uh, and so we scrapped it all, and uh, we're going in a completely different direction. And so there is notes on your app. And so if you like to take notes, you can go on our app right now. And the digital, I was able to get it uh, to Gabrielle, and she was able to load it up. So if you like to kind of follow with me on that, you can. Or, of course, they'll be on the screens behind me. So, all right, anything can happen, and it probably will. Here we go. Psalms 112. It says this, good will come to, the, to him who is generous and lends freely. I love this part of this verse because it really is declaring for you and for me that I'm not going to keep everything that I have, but I'm going to learn to be generous and I'm going to live my life in such a way to live generously. Who conducts his affairs with justice and surely he will never be shaken. I love that God attaches a life that's unshakable uh, to generosity. I think there's a lot to be said about that, and we've talked so much in the last month about uh, the power of generosity, and so I just think it's interesting that God attaches that while maybe everybody else's life is shaking, that you and I can be in a place that our life is unshakable. A righteous man will be remembered forever. Legacy is this. When we talk about legacy, we talk about what this day is all about. I want to give you a couple of things of what legacy is. First of all, legacy is this, that it's where my life lives on. I think all of us hopefully have a desire that we want to see our life go and make the greatest impact it can possibly, that it possibly can. In fact, when you and I die, I hope it's your heart, no, it's my heart, that uh, it's not just a quick funeral and uh, everybody's done and then they forget about me. But there's something to be said about your life and my life that we made an impact. That, you know, I, I don't want to be known as a great preacher. I don't. I told my wife that. I said, you know what I want, I want to be known as, as a, as a man who, man, was in the fullness of love with, with, with his God, that was obsessed with his wife, loved his kids, and loved people well. Yeah, that's a legacy I want to leave. And, you know, I was thinking about legacy uh, last night a lot. And I was thinking about my best buddy in the world who went to be home with the Lord a few weeks ago, and, and um, uh, uh, his wife Shannon and the kids this week. We, we chat um, almost every week right now and just checking in on them. And, and they just put up the tree. Uh, it was very hard, as you can imagine, uh, without their dad being around. Um, for those that don't know, he had four kids, and left, uh, he died of cancer and had four kids and a, and a, and a wonderful wife. And, but I, I was thinking so much about his legacy, uh, legacy as a friend, legacy as a husband, as a father, uh, as a pastor, as a firefighter. He, man, he made an impact with his life. He went beyond himself to make an impact. And, and then I, I think about one of my favorite preachers who went home to be with the Lord yesterday, uh, he was the Billy Graham to the nation of Africa, and that was Reinhard Bonnke. And if you're not familiar with Reinhard Bonnke, oh my goodness in heaven, uh, came to know his ministry many years, been a, such a blessing to my life, I'm better because of him. And, uh, but man, he is the only one outside of Billy Graham and Jesus, of course, to minister to millions of people in one service. And uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. And so I was thinking about the legacy that he left, and I was thinking about the soul's that he got to take into heaven. And I, I was also thinking last night, I thought, man, I bet old Reinhard Bonnke had a line of people waiting on him to say thank you for, for, for telling me about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we all have a responsibilities because every one of us are carriers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so God wants us to live our lives in such a way to where our lives live on. So how do we do that? Psalm 112 told us that, to get, giving to something that will outlive us. In other words, that I'm going to find a place 
I'm going to find a church. I'm going to find a cause. And when I, I'm, and, and I want you to know I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your gifts, your talents, your skill set, your ideas, that you give it in a way where it lives on. That, In other words, it's not consumed by this earth, but it's lived on in heaven. Because the only thing that you can take to heaven is souls. You can't take anything with you but to heaven. So think about the impact that you and I are having on this earth and know that that is the only thing that we can take into heaven with us. And then here's the next thing is living so my life outlives me. This is the heart of Legacy Sunday, living beyond yourself. I actually believe that, that thinking, that concept uh, really helps to solve our problems. Not that our problems just go away, but you have to have something in your life that's bigger than your problems. In other words, what wakes you up, what gets you up on a Monday morning. And hopefully the, the big thing is, is that we figure out what our purpose is. Because when you wake up with purpose, you know that, my life, that you're not here by an accident. But if you don't know what that purpose is, that's where this church is, is, is wanting to help you. Go through a growth track like today at noon to help you figure out what those are for your life. I was thinking about a song last night that has impacted me greatly, that was on repeat for some time for me. That got me through some uh, few just tough seasons uh, within the last few years. And it's, the song was called Holy Ground. It was a song that was produced out by uh, the Passion Band and uh, written by uh, Melody Malone. Um, and I love one of the lyrics of the song where it says, show us your glory. I am so desperate for that. So desperate for his glory. Let every burning heart, it says, be holy ground. The Hebrew word for glory, I love, is the word kavod. And it means the full weight of who God is. I don't know about you, but man, I'm desperate for that. I'm desperate to, to, to get into the place of his presence that his glory is so strong in my life. And nothing else matters. And it was interesting in the interview about this song with Melody. She said, you know, this song, even though it was... My name's on it was not really written by me alone. She said it was actually a team night. She said myself and the band members, the worship team, just got together, just us as a team, and we sat, we dreamed, and we wrote. And this song came out of our spirit. And she said it, we were brought back to Moses when he uh, was, was on holy ground, when God showed his glory and God talked about hearts that would burn for him. Can I just tell you that's what God wants for every one of us? That we would have hearts that are passionate, burning for Jesus, pursuing him with everything that we have. Amen. And that, that we are confronted with the gospel and that we are uh, encouraged by the strength of God and his healing. And I just think, man, what a powerful truth that Jesus in this song, this is another part of the lyric, says this. Jesus, you change everything. The only thing that you and I have to hang our hat on at the end of the day uh, to know that, man, if you're facing something in your life today that seems insurmountable, it, it's going to seem insurmountable if, you, if it's just you. But I'm telling you, when you involve God in his presence, man, God can do anything. He's a God that I love, I, I believe loves uh, and takes pleasure to bust through what seems like impossibilities to make the way possible. What seems like a rough road, he can make smooth in Jesus' name. Amen? And so that's what Jesus does when we have an encounter with him. And so Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit in power. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Everybody say with power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. I think it's cool. Jesus went around with power and healed all the pain, the attack of the enemy. But however, 
have, have you, you know, I thought about this last night. Have you ever been through something, or maybe you're going through something right now, that you're thinking, man, I just, I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't understand this season, don't know really like what's this look like on the other side. Anybody ever felt like that? Yeah, a few of us. And, and I think, uh, it's, it's, in other words, it goes kind of beyond average. It's just deeper. It's deeper than that. <clears throat> it's something that we're facing. But Jesus came to free us, to give us power. And I love the fact that he went around doing uh, incredible miracles and then doing good. And I thought, man, what a great combination of ministry. In fact, uh, a scholar said this about this verse in Acts 10, 38. He made this statement. He said, this is the best summation of Christ's ministry in the entire New Testament. In other words, he was saying that there's not a better verse in the Bible that can sum up the ministry of Jesus Christ like what Acts 10, 38 does. And I, 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 you know, I was thinking about this, that I want that to be me. I want the, that to be my purpose. I want that to be my legacy in my life. And, and that's why, can I just say, we've got to be readers of the Bible. You know, in our vision gatherings over the last few weeks, it's been phenomenal. Packing out the house has been crazy. We had one night, like 100 people came over. I don't even know how we did that night. We just did it. I know it's crazy. Isn't it crazy? All right. And so, but we, we did it um, with all these nights. And one of the things I just shared with everybody that came is, man, we just got to be growing in the Word of God. I saw a stat this year that really, really bothered me that less than 9% of Christians are reading their Bible in our nation. I'm just telling you, it cannot be, uh, that cannot be the direction in the next decade of the church. Are we going to be weak and powerless? I, I believe, I believe our, the reading of the word and the power of prayer is what's going to take us into the next place that God has for the church of Jesus Christ in America. You, wanna, you, you wonder why? The, the church and its influence has taken a back seat. We used to be known as a Christian nation. Now we're just a nation with Christians living in it. And I believe part of that problem is because we are not, we are not disciplined like we need to be. And I think there's some of them old school disciplines that have got to come back. And we've got more resources than we ever have. All right, I still got the big old leather bound because I think it's good to open it from time to time. Come on, somebody. And then we got more resources in our Bible with the apps. version is great, by the way. I use it. I love it. But we got to get back reading the Word. Praying, listening to the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. We got to read the Bible. Come on, you're not a Christian without a highlighter, right? Hashtag highlighter strong. Come on, somebody. Just messing with you, all right? But we got to read the Bible. We got to get in the Word. Luke 8 says this After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to the other. I was looking at this and I was reminded that do you realize that the ministry of Jesus, there's always movement attached to his ministry? That he is not, he wasn't stationary. Go read the Gospels, you'll see it. It's all throughout the Gospels. He was always moving because there's always more people to reach. I heard a stat uh, this past week of um, some developers in our city. This is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. They said in the next decade of Fort Wayne, listen to this, by the year 2030, they're estimating Fort Wayne's population to be at one million or more people. Y'all like, man, I'm moving out. Like, it was, it was fine when it was just a couple hundred thousand. Now we're going we're gonna to be a big time city. But you know, what, you know what, it, what it did for me? Got me jacked up, man. I'm like, come on, baby. Let's go. We got people to reach for Jesus. Lord, if you want to send them to Fort Wayne, we want to be found ready for the glory of God to reach people. I've got about half of you with me. I'm going to get you the other half here in a minute. I'm just telling you, the field is white for harvest, church. We don't have a harvest problem, we got a labor problem. 
And God is saying there needs to be more that are rising up in their call and their gift, not, not rooting everyone else on the sideline, but getting in the game that God has called you in, that there's purpose and callings and giftings that he's placed on the inside of you, that he's wanting to breathe life on you again in Jesus' name. So let him breathe. Let him do it. And so it goes on to say this, and I think it's awesome because that's why I love this church and what's happening in seven years that it's our heart to take the gospel of Jesus Christ on the road. So it goes on saying, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Watch this. The twelve, the disciples were with him. And also some women had, had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. I mean, a girlfriend had some issues with some seven devils. Woo! Girlfriend needed some Jesus. Got her some Jesus. She's better now. All right, here we go. And then Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household. I love this. Susanna and many others. We ain't got a clue what Susanna did. You know what that verse tells me? Thank God that God uses the average people too. Come on, somebody. Thank God for the Susannas of the world. Don't know what girlfriend did, but girlfriend made the, made the scripture. All right? So she's good enough for me. All right? Thank God for the average folk too. All right? These women were helping to support them out of their own means. And it goes on to say, and many others were contributing from their own resources, look at that, their own resources, their own means to support the work of Jesus and his disciples. There's something that you experience with Jesus that changes it all, that changes everything. God is looking for anybody that will be available to him. The question you and I have to ask is, am I available to God? Am I just caught up in doing my thing how I want it? The dangerous three friends to have is me, myself, and I. I don't think there's a greater message I heard than weeks ago when Pastor Jim Wilkes was here on that. So good. Go listen to it if you missed that week. But to God, your highs aren't important. To God, your lows aren't important. To God, grace is important. And he can use anybody at any time that he wants to. And these ladies, these women of God, what they realize is God has done something in me. Don't miss this. God has done something in my life. Think about Mary. Girl had seven devils. I mean, no, God delivered her from some stuff, some junk. Come on, some mess. But turn that mess into a message. Come on. And used her life and story. Now think about it. And all these years later, we're still talking about what God did in her life. You talk about a legacy. Talk about, but these women, here's what they realized. Thank God for the women of God. All the women said amen. All right. A little shout out. All right. But thank God that they didn't just take what God did them and kept it to me, myself, and I. But they made a real audacious step and said, no, we're going to go tell others about God. We're going to share the good news of what he's done in me. I can't keep it on the inside of me. i got to tell others of what God has done. The addictions that I once had, I don't have it anymore. So guess what? God's going to put some people in my path with some addictions, and I'm going to help them get up out of that too in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Guess what? My marriage, it, it sucked for so long, but God all of a sudden resurrected it, and all of a sudden God's using me now to help propel other marriages back into health in Jesus' name. I'm just telling you, when God does something on the inside of you, you just can't sit on it. you got to do something with it. And I'm telling you, God is calling all of us to continue to arise and be a people that are available. And I'm preaching better than your amen and elevate. Come on. So these ladies realize the difference. I think it's awesome. And I want you to know something as they were giving to God. I want you to understand something with legacy today. Something I jotted last night in my notes. 
You need to understand when you're giving today, in your legacy at the end of the service, here in a few minutes, when you're giving, that you're not giving to a church. You're giving through his church. And when it leaves your hands, it goes right into God's hands. And it's going through his church to do things that you and I could never imagine. I think about where our generosity goes all over the globe that our feet may not be able to go, ever go to. I don't know. Maybe we'll get the chance. Maybe we won't. But regardless, it's going and it's making a difference. You know, I read a stat some time ago that it said if it wasn't for the church of Jesus Christ and the, and the partners of, of Christian nonprofits, 60% of charities in the world, it, or we represent 60% of the charities in the world that are functioning today. Imagine if the church was never around. Think about the help that the church of Jesus Christ does to a global world. It's wild to me. And so here's something that, that I think is really important. My, if you want to write it down, I know we don't have the notes there in front of you, but it might be worth typing, I don't know. But here's what I've, I'm learning and where I really believe God is showing us right now as a church is that preparation meets opportunity. And so I really believe that we've been in a season that God is continually preparing us for opportunity that's getting ready to come at us. And let me also say it this way, sometimes opportunity won't come to you because you're not prepared. And so we pray big prayers and we, we pray audaciously and going back to things even within finances, um, had some great feedback from last week's message, it's great and I appreciate it so much because last week's message was all about that preparation. If God's going to entrust us with the more, we've got to be prepared today with what he's blessed us with. And so, you know, I, I want you to know, we met with the owners of this facility a couple weeks ago. And uh, they told us that um, they are not renewing our lease um, at the end of this year, 2020. And, um, and so, and I'll tell you, I sat there with absolute peace. And because I've been praying so much on direction, what God wants to do. And God closed a door there. So we knew this was never a destination for us. In fact, God is, I believe destiny is always evolving. It's always moving. When vision is healthy and it's alive, it's always growing. And so there we were. We met, and a peace hit my spirit that day in that meeting. God closed the door to open to now I know in my spirit he's getting ready to open another door. So what seems like a closed door, ugh, I never took it as anything bad other than I took it as a faith opportunity for God to do a miracle in this next year for our church. Come on, somebody. Yeah, come on, somebody. The word that God put in my spirit for 2020 for you and for me and our church is the word fulfill. I heard the Lord say, this is going to be a year for this church and people in this church that I'm going to fulfill some things. And I don't know about you, but there's some things I've been praying, not just in my family, but for our church to see God come and to fulfill some things in Jesus' name. You look up the definition, if you pull it up in Google right now, one of the things that it says, that the definition is to bring, bring to completion or to bring, bring to completion that which has been promised. And I don't know about you, there's some things I know that God has promised that we're going to see come to pass in Jesus' name. Can you say a good amen? Amen. And so, you know, I remember there was a time where there was never an Elevate City before we launched the church, and it was just a dream. And to see what God has done in seven years' time is absolutely amazing. And so uh, we have seen, this is our third facility in seven years, and, but we're, we've outgrown this. We know that, and, and so we need more room. Just elbow somebody next to you and say, I need more room. I need more room. Come on, come on, give me some room. All right, and so, but he's going to open up a door. And so that's why we need you to pray in this next season like never before. And we're going to walk this thing out together and see God do a, a miraculous thing and make history. Come on, can you say a better amen? amen. And so... 
I see a church, man, that's so full of the love of God and for his people. We're reaching thousands every week, and I do. I see a church that, uh, where our auditorium is about double or triple this to continue to bring more people in, friends and family and coworkers, so that we can reach them for the glory of God. Come on, I, I see more kids space and areas for our students so that our, those ministries, I believe, are getting ready to explode and they need the room. Come on, somebody. I believe I see a church, come on, that's growing in worship. That's growing in worship, that's going to see more people compelled into God in a relationship because of what happens in a worship experience with God. I see a worship team that in, in, in soon to come uh, is going to have their own album released in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Woo! Get ready, worship team. Oh, they're, they're hungry. Here's the other thing. As a reminder, preparation meets opportunity. We've got to be prepared. As a church, we've been preparing. I'm excited for this next season and this year of 2020. I know Jesus is a giver, but did you also know he was a borrower? Do you know he did that? Jesus, think about it. He borrowed a boat and preached from it. He borrowed some lunch and did a miracle from it. He even borrowed a tomb and brought resurrection power from it. Think about it. Here's what I also didn't realize about Jesus. Maybe you didn't either. Do you know he was a receiver? You know, he learned how to receive. Some of us need to learn how to receive better. If somebody tried to bless you, like, ah, no, 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 just receive it in Jesus' name. If you start blocking that blessing, it's not, it's going to quit coming. Somebody, oh, man, oh, man, man. No, 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 don't, don't block somebody's blessing. We trying to, God trying to get something to you. And he went, oh, no, you don't need to do that. No, 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 receive it. I appreciate your humble heart, but receive it in Jesus' name. All right, you wouldn't have received, you wouldn't have gotten it if God didn't think you deserved it. All right, amen, everybody. Just trying to help us. I think, we need to be do, I think we need to do better on the receiving end too, all right? We need to be givers, but we need to be receivers as well. Jesus was. Think about it. Jesus could have financed his own gospel tour with a snap of a finger. Think about it. He could have been anywhere, anytime, whatever, who he wanted to be, all right? But it's amazing to me that Jesus wanted others to participate in the moving of the gospel. Why? So that... They and you and I can participate in the supernatural power of the moving of the gospel of the kingdom of God moving forward. That he, in other words, when you and I get saved, we don't just stay saved and no more, but that we, the Bible says that we grow up from elementary things and on into maturity, that we come into a place where we realize, again, this is not about me, myself, and I. Now that I've come into a relationship with God, now I've got to grow in my faith. Now I've got to figure out what I'm gifted to do and what my purpose is so that I can make an impact on other people. Because there's people like you, guess what, that came through the front doors of these church one time. All right, you were greeted and loved. And guess what? Man, you need to continue to rise up in your gift because God's going to continue to send more and more people our way. And so Jesus is saying, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to be a part of this good news tour with me. And I like the idea. I've always liked the idea. I just, I, you know, outside of preaching, I always thought, man... Be cool to play basketball. That didn't quite work out. Wasn't tall enough. <laughs> Hashtag short guy problems, all right? <laughs> Lord have mercy, my poor kids. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to, you know, Hillsong was really big back in the 90s. I was born in 84. And uh, so Hillsong became, yeah, come on, where are my 84 people at? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get ready to have a birthday. All right, anyways, all right. Uh, so Hillsong was really big, and I thought, man, because I used to lead worship back in the day. Y'all probably you may not know that. It's a little more into me than you, than you knew, all right? So, but uh, had fun doing that. 
And I always thought, man, how great would it be to travel and lead worship? Come on. We got to do that a couple places. And I thought, man, it was great. And uh, I always wanted to respond, man. People ask me, just, man, where are you going? Man, I'm on tour. I'm on tour. And what are you doing with your life? Oh, I'm on tour, man. I'm on tour. Tour. Look at the person next to you and say, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at the other person and say, I'm on tour. I'm on tour. Don't worry about it. I'm on, I'm on tour. I'm on tour. You know, and then you'll get the question here because I'm, I'm trying to prepare you. Say, man, where are you going on tour at? I'm going to work today, but I'm on tour. I'm on tour. And so all of us are on tour. We're going somewhere. Amen? And so we all did the gospel tour, man. And, and I think it's awesome because God has placed each and every one of us to be a voice and a light somewhere. Amen? We're ambassadors for him everywhere that we go. I'm on tour. Somebody shout, I'm on tour. Jesus says to each one of us, he said, out of our means, that's what Legacy Offering is all about, by the way, out of our resources, our tithe, our serve, our small group, our dream teams, we contribute, don't miss this, so that the gospel can keep moving from one person to another. Can't just be about us. We've got to keep the gospel tour moving. So here's what I know. First thing, number one is this, all that matters is the gospel. There's nothing that's more important than what this church will ever do in the history of our church than the gospel of Jesus Christ. What people need is an authentic relationship with God. They don't need to know anything else but a relationship with the Father. The only thing that's going to bring salvation is a relationship with Him. Amen? The main thing is Jesus Christ. And so we've got to keep our focus on that. That's, that's my message today. The mission is the message. Everybody say, the, mis the mission is the message. So all that matters is the gospel. Number two is this, that all that matters is getting the gospel out. All that matters is getting the gospel out by how we live our lives, by the way that we contribute. You know, I love what happens in the church. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. But I love what happens when the church has left the building and enters into broken humanity. Amen, everybody. That's, that's when the church is the church. Yeah. Uh, it's a great picture of the love of God. Number three is he uses all kinds of ways to spread the gospel. And we've got more opportunities to spread the gospel than we ever have. Great, great technology, don't we? Great pieces to help us time. Uh, the way that we work. Come on, through your story. Every story matters. Through your pain. Amen. I, I think about Mary again, Magdalene, and, and uh, God delivering her. Mary didn't let, and she could have, she didn't let her wound define her. She didn't let her wound define her. She let God's mercy define her. She could have walked with an attitude around of woe is me. But there's a shift that happened on the inside of her once she met the Savior. That said, man, I can't stay where I'm at now. God has delivered me. It's time to move. It's time to get on the tour. And it's time to be proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Number four is that, man, he uses all kinds of people to give the gospel away. All kinds of people. Can I tell you something cool about this church? I love the diversity of this church. Absolutely. Uh, I, I love that there's uh, people here with all kinds of experiences, different kinds of backgrounds here. I think it's phenomenal. And can I tell you the cool thing about the church is, is none, of that, uh, none of that divides us. It, you, it unifies us. It brings us together because the grace of God brings unity to each and every one of us. And because, here's the rallying point, the rallying point for all of us is the message of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. Everybody say it's the gospel. And so God wants to use you. He wants to use your world. He wants to use your station. He wants to use your season, people you're around, 
to give the gospel away. I can't think of a better opportunity, by the way, than what's coming up on December the 22nd. You've got to get people to Christmas services with you. We've got to pack this place out and, and, and see people one for Christ, all right? We've got extra chairs. We'll do it. We've, we've been doing it this fall. It's been awesome, and we'll make more room. And I'm just telling you, God's going to move on this Sunday, and there's people that need the hope. This is a tough time of year for people. I've realized that. But I'm telling you, what a better way, what a better Christmas this could be for people than meeting Jesus Christ, come on, experiencing the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and seeing their world begin to take a turn in a couple weeks. Come on, somebody. All right, and so you have family members. I think each and every one of us in this room, we know at least somebody that needs to be invited. Can I challenge you? Start with the one. Start with the one. Bring them with you. May we always be bringers in this church, not just attenders, but we bring people with us as well. Here's a fifth thing, that my generosity can become someone else's source of good news. Man, I love this. That's the good news tour. So my financial support, my resources, my time, it has the full potential. I want you to listen to me. Your generosity has the full potential to be an open door for, for somebody else's moment with God. I'm going to say it again because I think it's worth repeating. It has the full potential to open a door, your generosity, for someone else's moment with God. I want you to know, again, just how much your serving, your giving is impacting. I was thinking about a few people uh, just this week and um, asked if we could just have permission to just share just briefly, just brief, uh, a little bit of just their heart, their story, uh, because you need to realize the impact that you're having. Think about the first family here. First family is the Schminks. What a wonderful family. A wonderful family, but what you may not know about them that they gave me permission to share with you today is that before Elevate City, their marriage was almost gone and destroyed. They were in a place of last hope. They have two beautiful kids as well, and here they were hanging by a thread in their marriage because things that have happened. Instead, we gave Elevate City a chance, a shot hoping that some way, somehow, that God would do a miracle in our marriage so that we wouldn't have to get a divorce, that we weren't sure of ourselves. And they said, the moment we walked through on day one, they said, we entered a place of acceptance. We could tell God was there, and the people were real. They said, through our mess-ups and our hang-ups, we knew this might be a place we can grow at. And they said, we continued to journey on to learn that this is going to be home for us. God can do a miracle here. And that's exactly what they did. They went on a journey together. And then I'm telling you, can I tell you today, over the last, I think it's almost two years for these guys, might be a little longer, God has done a miracle in their marriage. And not only did God save their marriage and their family from divorce, but because of God and his heart for his people and through healthy relationships in this church that has helped them along the journey. Their marriage is stronger today than it's ever been. They're both serving. Joe's on the ushers team. Nicole, she's helping on the prayer team. They're both involved in small groups as well and doing incredible things for God. I think about another family in our church. I think about Mike and Dee Muncy. Really blessed me this past week in our family vision gathering when we were sitting there. Man, it blessed me. And we're getting ready to close out. Dee raised her hand. She said, Pastor, can I, can I say something today? I said, yes, yes, of course you can, Dee. They've been with us for a little bit. And she said, I just, I want to say to everybody that's here, 
she said that we were in a place where we had given up on church and we were searching for God to move but convinced we're probably done with church she said I'll never forget my first Sunday at Elevate she said we actually came up to you this happened this is a true story came up and said we're here but we don't trust you and we don't trust anybody here they told me that I said well welcome to Elevate City we got you here and but they really did say that and I just looked at them and I just said you know what we're not perfect but I think you'll find it it may be different here for you and she was sharing that in this in our vision gathering she said you know what it was different God is moving and because of the people like you guys that are loving and welcoming and accepting she said we have a home church that we've been at now for the last few years that now my husband and I were growing in and Dee is a faithful kids teacher back there in our children's ministry um, uh, my all I think all my kids have had her over the last few years and they love Misty and um, but then also Mike is a very much part as well where he helps set up tear down events different things and uh, it's just been awesome to watch what God has done in them and then we have one last one I think about Ava uh, Ava came to us this year as a student 15 years of age you guys on a journey finding God growing in God her and her family came to us back in April but what many may not know about Ava, too, is her struggle with uh, darkness and depression and suicide as, as a very young woman. And when she brought to this church, I'll never forget how, how closed off she was. And to seeing today how the power of God has come in and transformed her through the love of God and the love of his people, through a great student ministry as well. And on this Sunday, just so happened, she's helping to lead Sunday worship with our team today as well. Can we give God a great big hand for what he's doing in the church today? Healthy, alive, strong, moving forward. So again, your generosity, you need to understand, has the full potential to be an open door for someone else's moment with God. You're a part of that, Elevate. You're a part of seeing lives change. And can I tell you, there's a lot more stories than just those three that's happening. If I had all day, I could, I could list you out a lot more people too. John 15, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. And that, guess what? Your joy is complete when you're bearing fruit. Don't miss that. You only have complete joy when you're bearing fruit, when you're doing what God has given you to do. My joy is full when I'm doing that. So Kyle, how do I get on the Good News Tour? So glad you asked. Let me give you a couple quick things, and we're going to pray. These will be real quick. I'm going to give it to you. First of all, again, be generous to one person. We, we, we think about the global world. Don't, don't think about changing the world at once. Think about change, helping to change the life of one person. Start with one. Start with one person, all right? Show act of kindness, spontaneous, random acts of kindness cards you can do. Use those. Second is be generous together. That's what we're doing today. That's what Legacy Sunday. We're being generous together. We're going to feed the hungry. We're going to clothe the naked. We're finding needs and filling them, finding hurts and healing them. The next is be generous by passing out an invite. Get invites out into people's hands. Help them experience the presence of God when they're here. Get them here. Get them through the doors and pass out an invite. I believe there are many people... I've always said this, that are one invite away or one ask away from eternal transformation. We just got to ask, all right? And so I just believe there's 
We have many in this church even who were invited this past Easter and now serving on the dream team because they were asked. We saw 100 plus people saved this past Easter. Here's the last one is be generous with your resources. God, you blessed me to be a blessing. And so this, uh, that's, that's what we're doing today is we've taken time over the last several weeks now to pray and today we're gonna participate. Matthew says this, 28, Jesus undeterred, went right ahead and gave this charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out, everybody shout go out. And it goes on to say and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, making them by, uh, marking them, excuse me, them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all that I've commanded you. All I'll be with you as you do this day after day after day right up to the end of the age. Would you stand to your feet today, church? I want to read you the last, just kind of a part of holy ground, part of the, the course. I think it's the course, isn't it, Pastor Kyle? Is it the course of it here in Out Bridge? Okay, I was right in the first service. I was second-guessing myself. So it's the hook of the song, and it just says this. And again, God wants to take you on a tour today. Let him take you on a tour. Here's the last part of the hook of the song. It says, chains fall, fear bow, here now. Jesus, you change everything. Lives are healed, hope is found. Here now, Jesus, you change everything. God, I'm asking you right now, God, to change our homes. God, that you would change our marriages in Jesus' name. God, that you would change our kids in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would change our city and move in our city for the glory of God. Lord, that you would change the state of Indiana. God, as you have called us to this city and in this state. God, you, you would change the broken. And God, that you would change us, Lord. Just like the song that we declared this morning. God, that we would become less and less. And that you would become more and more. And we give you our worship. And we give you our praise, God. And we ask, God, start with us. Change us in Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody shout it, amen. Come on, let's sing.